Welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shaphorst. With me is Vinny Tadaro. And uh, the Cowboys, uh, pretty much the exact opposite of their performance <laughs> against Denver. They uh, really wiped the floor with the Atlanta Falcons, 43-3, a game which I attended and uh, was... Uh, you were thrown out for to disorderly behavior too, weren't you? Uh, yes, as, as per usual with my tendencies. Um, but no, uh, it was a, it was a good game to go to and, uh, we'll, we'll talk at least a little bit about it. I don't know how much it changes the, uh, perception of the team like the game, you know, the previous week, but we'll, we'll talk about that. And then we'll definitely dive into this uh, next week against the Chiefs, which I think is, is going to be a really fun one. But as always, we'll start off with a trivia question. And this week, it is my turn to ask the question. And uh, I'm going to take it a little different route from the usual uh, player questions. I'm going to go with a team-related question. Um, okay. Which, which um, when was the last time, and, and we'll, I'll just say the opponent, the last opponent that the Dallas Cowboys allowed, uh, or, or the Dallas Cowboys held to under 10 points before this previous weekend, of course. The last opponent they held to under 10 points. Yes. Um... Oh, man. No, I don't know this. Um, oh, God. The Bengals? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good memory. Wow. I, I, would, I don't think I would have known that. I was thinking it was like twenty, sometime 2018. But, yeah, Bengals last year. Um, granted, it was against their backup quarterback, Brandon Allen, I believe, but yeah, and then the year before, 2019, we held the Dolphins to under 10 as well. I, I was thinking it was multiple years ago, but you know, and granted, those are two of the worst teams both years. I'm, I'm yeah. guessing they were both like top five picks, but yeah, what's so, going on in Miami? Last year they looked like they were resurging, and now this year they're crap. Yeah, I mean they did beat the Ravens last week, but yeah, well, okay. they're. But yeah, I mean they're they're all. Who's playing quarterback? Tua. Yeah, he's been injured a little, so it's been him and Brissett. Neither of them has been particularly good, and part of it is their O line is a disaster. Like they're down there with the Giants for arguably worst O lines in the league, and their defense is, I think, still pretty good. I mean they they. Sh- shut down the Ravens. Um, they've still got good man-to-man corners, um, but I don't think they're quite as good as last year. They And they don't have any, like, real legit pass rushers. I think that that makes it tougher on the on those cornerbacks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, j- diving into the, the Falcons game, um, so I'll tell you the, the story. I... I got to the game a little bit late. I was in line at the time that they were playing the national anthem. And then I found the game on my phone pretty quickly while we were in line. 
and the game was like two plays behind the reactions from the stadium. <laughs> so like oh. I heard what was CeeDee Lamb's first touchdown. I heard that reaction two plays prior. I was like, that sounds like a touchdown. Um, and I think the, the announcer you could kind of hear from outside as well. So um, I didn't realize until – did was the game on in in New Jersey? Did you get to watch it or no? Okay, so I you know I I got in in the middle of the Falcons' first drive and and got to see the rest of it. But one thing that I I completely missed we got you know we had a, a bubble screen to Ceedee Lamb to start it went for thirty seven yards. Apparently Dak threw what probably should have been a pick six on like one of his second or third passes of the game um and, and it was dropped and you know sort of like the, the denver game where there were like small things that you know ended up accumulating i think after that and the fact that we we scored ended up scoring a touchdown i think we probably would have won regardless because because it just seemed like the team was just more in it this week um it, it from from the very beginning, the you know, the receivers weren't dropping passes. They were actually you know making great plays on the ball. Um, the defense was playing far more inspired football. So I think we would have won regardless. But who knows if that had gone the other way? That you know opening bad play by Dak. But but I will say everything that I saw from Dak was near perfect. I, I would say it was one of his best games, probably his best outside of maybe new england which i think was a tougher opponent um and and the defense i mean you gotta say that was that was probably the most impressive secondary performance specifically cornerback performance that i've seen in a long time um and i think the falcons they definitely hurt themselves with with some you know like, they didn't have – there were plays where they didn't have Kyle Pitts on the field or Cordero Patterson, which are, like, their two good players. Yeah. And it's like, what are you thinking? So, And we got lucky that Ridley's hurt. Yeah, that that too. Of course, Tyron Smith is hurt too, so. Right, right. Still Demarcus Lawrence. And, you know, my boy Michael Gallup, I was repping his jersey. Um, he made a, a big-time play on, on a fourth down. I think that was maybe the second or third drive of the game. Um he also dropped one that was a little behind him, but still should have caught. But no, I mean having having him in the game, um, it, it's it makes a difference having three legitimate wide receivers and not you know they're they're not all gonna go off most games, but it just makes it easier for the other two having having the third guy on the field. So yeah, I I don't you know. Just like I didn't think the game against Denver was like a sign that the team was actually shit, I don't think this game all of a sudden means that we're gonna stroll to the Super Bowl. We we played a a bad Atlanta team, uh, definitely a bad defense. I, I'd say they're bad. They're four and four. They're a bad defense. I think their offense is that. That was the part that surprised me. Their offense had nothing. Um, so yeah, I, I would say yeah, they're a mediocre team. We similar got to how I think. by a four and four team last week. Yeah, 
You're right. You know? I mean, I don't know. this. I mean, I think... I guess Jerry hit the nail on the head when he said that, you know, mentioned what a flat, utterly flat performance it was last week. Yeah. And that, of course, goes back to our weakest link, which is our head coach. And it goes to the other coach as well. It goes to everybody, but it especially goes to the head coach not being able to motivate his team and to let them uh, sit through four quarters, you know, basically sleepwalk through four quarters. Uh, And this week they came out with um, with some firepower, made the Falcons look, I think, worse than they actually are. Yeah, I would agree. And um, the 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 that they were, I think, they were giving Terrence Steele some help on the left side. Yeah, it wasn't like the Jason Garrett era. Yeah, you know, where they just threw Chaz Green out to dry, right. hung hung him out to dry, right. and I noticed by what I was able to watch of the game. That you know, first of all, we were playing with entirely without our defensive line, our starting yeah. defensive line. Right. Not one single, no Gregory, no Lawrence, no Gallimore. Okay, no Brent Urban. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite a feat. Yeah. To be able to go out there with your second line or second line and to hold the other team to three points. Um, maybe Atlanta. Uh, was not at its best this week. I'd have to think that that played into it somehow. Maybe they were flat for whatever reason. Yeah, and, and I think to, to that point, the Falcons, the week prior, they played the Saints in New Orleans, and they beat them 27-25. Yeah. And, and that's a place, that, you know, New Orleans is a place that where they've historically lost. So I, I do think there's an element to that where they really – Threw, put everything on the line to beat the Saints and, and probably came out a little flat coming off of that that big game. I, I think that's a good point. Do you think they, they were tired, or do you think that they were full of themselves? Just like, you know, a come-down game. Um, you know, there, there's... Yeah, I, I would say, you know, like the, the Browns this past week, they had beaten the... Oh, yeah, they beat the crap out of the Bengals, an in-division game, and then they got smoked by the Patriots. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a uh, of a cop-out, but I think there is some some truth to it, especially if it's a divisional game. I think it's incredibly game. embarrassing to be a professional athlete and act like that. Yeah, but it's – I think there's it's just the reality of it. No one's going to be 100% – Every every time you you try to be, but well, they were about three percent. They were about three yeah. percent this week. Yeah. Uh, we had something to do with that, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice nice performance by the secondary. Um, by all th- you know, all three starting corners. Yeah. Anthony Brown made a hell of an interception. He had the I yeah. think the defensive play of the game. And the the, no, the thing that I was going to bitch about was the Dak Prescott touchdown. Which was, you know, it's, it's obviously he hasn't grown, um, and so oh, he's, oh, a, he, oh. he, yeah, okay. uh, you know, so he's a liability out there. Um, yeah. If he wants to keep doing these things, he's going to end up hurt again, and we're going to have Cooper Rush as our quarterback, and we're all going to be hating the season. I, I have no idea why he was even in there, let alone risking himself for um, a meaningless touchdown. I mean, you know, he could have just thrown it away and lived to play another down. Yeah, or if I'm remembering the play correctly, I think he could have slid and 
probably still even gotten the first down because I think it was like third in a couple. Oh, I was, was it third in goal or third in a couple? I, I thought it was third in a couple, but pretty close. To the, so, yeah, maybe you wouldn't have scored if he didn't. But, no, I, I – <laughs> When when he made that play, my, the first thought I had is that was kind of a rough hit. Like, and, and then yeah. he was celebrating. I was like, "All right, he, he's he's good." But even then, I was I was thinking like, "Is this just him running off adrenaline? Like, maybe he's actually hurt." Like, so yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm with you. I I kind of you know in that particular in this particular game, it's not worth that that kind of thing if it's the playoffs of, or you know yeah divisions on the line comes down to a lack of leadership i don't think mike mccarthy mm-hmm. has the respect of this team um at least not enough of it um and i think maybe it's more dak prescott's team than it is yes. mike mccarthy's team i but, think so uh, that that's that's a big problem and uh you know we don't want to see dak get hurt again uh, even if he just misses one game, like he did the last time, we don't want we we can't afford that. Especially since we have some pretty tough opponents coming up. We got Kansas City, right. New Orleans, and the Raiders. Yeah, uh, the Raiders are kind of hard to. They're just kind of schizophrenic. Yeah. Well, the Saints are too, and and Kansas City. I mean, you know, these these games aren't that tough. I mean, these, these Kansas yeah. City is what five and four. Uh, six and four now. Six and four now. Okay, so they're good. Um, but you know the Raiders, five and four, six and four, five and five. What are five they? Five and five, I think, or maybe five right. and four. They might be five yeah. and four. Uh, but uh, I, um, I, I think that the, uh, if especially if the Cowboys can get some more people back, I know yeah. Randy Gregory is going to be out a couple, at least a couple more games. Yeah. But where is Demarcus Lawrence? Where's Neville Gallimore? You know, and then I heard Tyron mm-hmm. Smith's going to play. Yeah, so, that as well. Yeah, so if they can, they need they need to get some more hands back there on that defensive line. Yeah, but I like I like their chances versus Kansas City. There's not a, there's not a whole hell of a lot to say at this point. I don't want to, you know, I, like I said, I'll make my decision on this team after Thanksgiving. Let's see how they do in the next couple games. I think these are going to be very pivotal Telling. games as far as yeah. their standing is are concerned, and I think they're going to teach us a lot about the true nature of this team. Yeah. Um, we'll see how they do against a good team in, in Kansas City, and they're playing in Kansas City, right? Correct. Yeah, Correct. so it's doubly hard. Yep. And um, you know the Raiders games. That's a home game. Mm-hmm. Is that what's the Thanksgiving game? The Raiders or yeah. the Saints? The uh, Raiders. Raiders, and then we're playing in New Orleans. All right. The Raiders are. I mean, the Raiders seem to be kind of in disarray with losing their coach and all that. Yeah. I'm not. I think that that's going to be a win. But uh, you know, I know you wanted to talk about the Kansas City game, yeah. and I think that this is going to be a really good test for us. Yeah. Um, I don't without the defensive line, I don't think that we're going to win. I'm going to take Kansas City in this game. Um, yeah. uh, I'm going to take Kansas City 31 to 28 in this game. But hmm. um, it, it's a it's a tough call because Kansas City isn't what Kansas City was last year. Right, so Kansas, it, it's interesting because I'm I've been going a little back and forth, and I, you know, my priors going into the year were that K- 
Kansas City and Tampa Bay were the two teams we would for sure lose to. And there were a couple teams I thought we would for sure win, which included the Falcons, by the way. And then everything else was kind of a toss-up. Um, I so so Kansas City is interesting this year. They, you know, started out kind of as usual. Patrick Mahomes playing very well, defense kind of struggling, and then they went through a, a streak where their offense was kind of a disaster. Um, especially, I mean, they had a three-week stretch of scoring three points against the Tennessee Titans. 20 points against the Giants, uh, who we put up 44 on and who are not a good defense, and then 13 against the Packers, who seem to be an okay defense, but I don't think they're that great. And then last uh, last night they torched the Raiders. They put up 41 on the Raiders, and the Raiders have actually been a pretty respectable defense for the most part. This has not been a good year to bet on football. No, no. It, I, it really doesn't seem like there's any dominant team this year. And I think that maybe plays yeah. in the Cowboys' favor. Um, yeah. Tampa Bay had been kind of my team, but they lost to Washington. Like, I the get the Saints. The team with no name. But, yeah, the team with no name with Taylor Heineke, like, that's a bad one. I, I still wouldn't sleep on them. But, um, but, no, I mean, Brady's had a couple – bad bad weeks strung together mediocre games strung together and and with kansas city mahomes played better last week and his his regular box score looks phenomenal he threw five touchdowns 400 yards no picks he should have had two picks though he threw two dropped interceptions um which i i'll give our corners credit when teams throw them the ball they've they've done a very good job of catching it um, it, you can say what you want about Trayvon Diggs, but he is about as sure-handed as they come. And, and by the way, not to sidetrack too much, but the, the interception by Trayvon Diggs, first of all, that was probably the loudest the stadium got. Like, you can tell the Cowboys fans, and, and the game was over at that point, too. So it wasn't like, you know, this is the game-deciding play. It was just... The fans love that Trayvon Diggs gets so many interceptions. But that was a, a perfect encapsulation of Trayvon Diggs this year in that he was he was beat. Like Kyle Pitts had him on the route. Matt Ryan, and, and I'll give our rookie defensive end, Golston, credit because he pressured Matt Ryan into a bad throw. Matt Ryan not only missed Kyle Pitts, he threw it behind Trayvon Diggs, who was in trail position. So it was like a terrible throw, and Trayvon Diggs was beat, and but he still he still caught it. It was like a hard it was a hard catch for even a receiver, and right. he snagged it from behind. Um, so yeah, that, it, it was you know he he can catch the ball if nothing else. That that is. One thing he is, he's better he's at. He's got to improve, though. I mean, you know, I'm not right. going to get carried away. Like, 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 you've said this a lot. You've talked about the overemphasis on sacks and on interceptions. Yeah. And I think I think that that's true to an extent, that yeah. people do can get blind blinded by those numbers. And with Trayvon Diggs is a good example of it because he does give yeah. up too many passing yards. 
Right. And, and some guys have both. Some guys, especially at defensive end, I think that's especially you'll have guys with a lot of sacks and a lot of pressures. But there are certain times, and yeah, Trayvon Diggs is a prime example where you have a lot of splash plays, but if you look at the overall body, it's not as impressive. Not not to say not to take anything against him, and not to say that you know one interception makes up for a lot of it. There's no denying right. that. In in this game, it wasn't like a game deciding play, but like that New New England game, for example. Um, you know that pick six was was a huge play in that game. He's uh, a very di- he's a very different player than the last big shot rookie cornerback to play for the Cowboys, who was Terrence Newman. Yeah, Terrence Newman was a guy who was really good in coverage and just mm-hmm. didn't come up with a lot of interceptions. Yeah, right. I mean, and one thing one thing I want to throw at you, I want to get your take on this. When we're talking okay. about cornerbacks, it seems we've talked about different guys. Now, Diggs came out last year in second round, right? And like I said, you know, he's got to improve. Um, but guys ahead of him, taken mm-hmm. ahead of him, seem to not be doing well. And the guys that were vaunted this year, like Sertan and J.C. Horn, they aren't living so up to expectations so far. Is it? Is there – has it become buyer beware in the cornerback market in the draft? A little bit. I, I'll say this about last year's class – a lot of them are, are playing a lot better this year. My my boy, Christian Fulton, is having having a much better year. He's been injured a little bit, but when he's healthy, he's been pretty solid. Uh, A.J. Terrell, he, he didn't have a great game, but he was, I thought, in, in pretty tight coverage when I saw him yesterday. And he's been the Falcons' best player, is their, their best-graded defensive player, and one of the top – I think he was probably top five or top 10 uh, graded cornerback going into the week and probably even after yesterday. Um, Jalen Johnson for the Bears, he's been pretty solid. So I, last year, none of the cornerbacks were good. And, and I think, if anything, you just can't expect anything out of a rookie cornerback. I, I think, in general cornerbacks are at such a disadvantage with how the game has evolved that it's it's tough to find good corners period it's very tough to find corners that are good year over year and it's almost impossible to find a corner who is from the get-go gonna be good you're you got to build in at least half a year and probably a full year of failure what about the big name from last year Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda, yeah. He was a disaster last year. I'm, I, I haven't really checked up on him this year, but I, with how Detroit is playing, I, I can't imagine yeah. he's been, he's been anything special. But, but I mean, that's a good point because he was the sure thing. He was probably yeah. the most hyped corner since Jalen Ramsey. I, I would say, um. So the fact that he wasn't dominant from day one goes to show you how, you know, how much of a of a crapshoot it is. Let's see where is his. And was this year's quarterback class overrated? Quarterback. Yeah. Because that's the way it uh, seems right now. Yeah, I. 
they're judging them based on what we've seen so far. Just on what we've seen so far, yeah. I, I think the the clearest one is is Lawrence because Lawrence was supposed to be this transcendent player that no yeah. matter the situation, he was going to elevate them. He was going to have that Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck type of rookie year, no way, yeah. even if they were on bad teams and and yeah. maybe had some turnovers. They were going to you know show clear signs of this guy's going to eventually be a star. Right. And, and he's had little flashes and, and even a couple good games, but for the most part, it's been not great. And I do think, you know, similar to how the Bengals with Jamar Chase, that kind of, that one piece kind of transformed their offense. I think a game-breaking receiver with Lawrence could could help, but but I definitely think Lawrence has been more disappointing or less impressive than Joe Burrow, who didn't have a great team around him last year. Um, So, yeah, I mean, really, outside of Mac Jones, none of them have been even, like, remotely good. And and granted, none of them are on great teams. I mean, Trey Lance is probably in the best situation. He hasn't really played at all. But, but yeah, you got to say, so far they've been disappointing, but definitely way too early to, to completely discount. And can we still find a quality running back anywhere? I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Clement, he he got some snaps and did all right. Corey Clement. Mm -hmm. Oh, you got, that's something that you can tell your grandkids. I got to see Corey (laughs) Clement play. Yep. Yep. Live in effect. But now going back to Kansas city, they, so their thing in their streak of of bad performances and and in general it's been uneven for most of the season even when some games where they've done all right it's not it hasn't been quite the same Mahomes hasn't been playing at an elite level I'd say Dak has been playing better than Mahomes this year and that's yeah. the first time you can say that yeah. and it's because of the coverage teams have have been playing him is what's been working is two high safeties and man coverage underneath and the and and why I'm hesitant to think that you know the the bad performance are is completely behind and they're going to ba- be back to cooking and you know putting up 40 a game is the Raiders didn't didn't adjust they did they didn't play the coverage that's been giving the Chiefs trouble they played cover three and they played zone which Mahomes just ate up with Travis Kelsey finding the holes in the zone and and they dinked and dunked which is I'll give them credit for that they they've been I think over eager and, and like trying to take shots that weren't there and that's caused turnovers and in this game they were a little more patient but like I said, he should have had multiple interceptions, and he was going against a coverage that is favorable to the Chiefs' offense. And what what I'm going to be really interested in this game is how Dan Quinn plays Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs. And I'd like to think that Quinn is smart enough to, you know, use the formula that has given Mahomes problems. And I, and I think 
if we do that, if we put two high safeties and then play man across the board, I think we can limit their offense. And their defense is – they're kind of similar to ours, I think, in a couple ways. They've got really bad linebackers. No, no great linebackers to speak of. Their D-line is – Wait a second. Their linebackers are former Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Hitchens is Hitchens and Wilson, a disaster. Right? I don't know if Damian Wilson is. Damian he Wilson was definitely was on. No, well, no, but it's. I'm not sure if he's starting. Still will them. Um, they've got this guy uh, Willie Gay, who's played a little bit and is um, probably their best linebacker, but he's played sporadically. Yeah, they, and they've how's got their, Ben how's their, how's their stud doing, Chris Jones? Yeah, he's he's still probably their best. Yeah, I mean, he's their best defensive lineman. He he's they they tried moving him to defensive end, and that was not particularly smart. So they've moved him back, and and he's you know he's going to be a challenge, especially if they're putting him against Connor Williams. Um, I think Zach Martin can handle him, but uh, but. Their, I think their strength is their secondary. They've got this guy, Rashad, Rashad Fenton, who is quietly becoming one of the best corners. I think he's right now PFF's number one graded corner. And he the, la- the last two years, this is his third year, he's been pretty solid. So it's not like he came out of nowhere. He had a big play last week against the Raiders where he, uh, he forced a fumble on Deshaun Jackson. Um, that kind of turned the game. They've got my boy Juan Thornhill, who we could have had. Um, yeah, he's playing. Oh, oh instead of Tristan Hill, come on, man! Why yep. would you even make that argument? Yeah, right. What are you thinking? What am I? Instead of Tristan Hill, all the greatness that is Tristan Hill. Why would Jesus. you pass up on that? Um, all your credibility just went out the window. <laughs> but no, they got. You know, a very solid safety duo in Juan Thornhill and Tyron Matthew. They've got really three corners that are pretty respectable. Rashard Fenton, Mike Hughes, and Legereus Sneed. Their D-line, they just picked up uh, Melvin Ingram, which is a sneaky pickup. That That's a guy that I've been, like, I don't know how teams, he, he's just one of these guys that, keeps getting undervalued for for whatever reason maybe he's like a dick in the locker room or something i don't know but he's still a very good edge rusher he is older that might be it but he's pretty solid they've got um frank clark who's overpaid but still not a bad pass rusher so yeah i mean their defense is not bad and they've been actually playing well lately that said, I, I think we should be able to move the ball on them. I, I don't – none of their cornerbacks, they're all they're, – none of their cornerbacks are bad, but at the same time, I'm not – especially if our receivers are playing like they did last week, we're going to be able to throw the ball on them. So ultimately it's going to come down to, I think, how well can we contain the Chiefs on offense. And – What's interesting is the Chiefs actually have the second-best run-grading O-line, and yet they don't run the ball that, that behind the Cowboys. 
Cowboys are by far and away the number one, but the Chiefs are number two, and they're but they just don't run the ball. Um, and, and it's all it's like the Eagles against us, where they ran it like twice with yeah, Miles yeah. Sanders, yeah. and he gained twenty seven yards. That's well, God but that's help the us Chiefs. If they do run it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the Chiefs like every game basically they're they're running it like 10 to 15 times by design it doesn't matter the game flow for them and and yeah they could they could probably gouge us in the running game but i i just don't think they will because of their their strategy of andy Reid. all that money they paid patrick Mahomes. that too that too yeah um and travis kelsey and and tyree kill they've got yeah. What's the word now out on – I know Gregory's going to be out at least a couple more weeks. Yeah. He continues to cause problems whenever given the chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but where is Demarcus Lawrence? Where is Neville Gallimore? Where is Brent Urban? Where are these guys? I mean I was glad to see Gallup took longer to come back than I thought he would. Yeah. I was glad to yeah. see him come back. Calvin Joseph, I'll say his name because at least he's out there on the field now. Yeah. Okay, at least he's 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 made so he's been on the field for a legitimate NFL plays. Yeah. And um, Nashawn Wright because he scored a touchdown. Yeah. But where? What's going on with these guys? I mean, is there any word on when they're going to come back? Because they just seem nobody's even talking about them. Yeah. Um. And Kelvin Joseph, actually, he didn't play a lot of snaps, but he actually got a pass breakup. He graded out pretty well. I mean, I would say, I mean, Gregory, it's three games. I think that was announced. Yeah. Or at at least three games. Demarcus Lawrence, yeah. Demarcus Lawrence, I always expected him to be the furthest one, the last one to come back of that initial group of Gallup, Collins, and Gallimore. Um he did post a, a cryptic little tweet about, you know, I'm coming soon or, or something like that, which really doesn't mean anything. My expectation is that he's going to be back against the Saints after Thanksgiving. That that would be my guess. But there, I mean, there's no definite timetable, at least not that I've seen. And I've looked for it a number of times. Um, Gallimore's the one that, surprises me with how long because Lawrence would I think it was eight weeks was the initial expectation Gallimore I think that's a little more concerning in that it's gone longer than it was initially yeah anticipated and and I don't know I, I don't know what you know when he's he's gonna be coming back um ironically this is bizarro world for me but tristan hill and uh and carlos watkins right now look like our two best defensive tackles which is kind of yeah who else do we have justin hamilton Justin Hamilton, yeah, and, and oh, Odigizua. Odigizua, he he's been on kind of a a bad streak lately, but I'd expect him to turn it around. I, and at, to our credit, the the sixth round rookie who was just continuously 
bombing. They they didn't really play him this last game. So I liked him too. So huh? I, yeah, I liked him in theory, but he wasn't actually. He'll, he'll come around. Yeah, yeah. Justin Hamilton, he is such a. I, I remember this last year. He had. He's up and down. He's very up and down. Very up and down, and, and, and that's bad. Yes, yes, but. I mean, none of these guys that we have right now, there, there's no interior defensive lineman on our team, including Gallimore, that, that you can say reliably, oh, this guy's going to, every game, he's going to be solid. Why didn't one. Atlanta run the ball more? Or did, or did they get, I mean, did, I don't think, I remember looking at the stats, it didn't look like they ran it a lot. No. It looked like they put a lot of the game on Matt Ryan. Now, they got behind, but right. especially in the second quarter. Yeah. All right? But still, uh, I mean, did we stuff, the, I guess we, we we held their running game in check. I don't I don't remember them putting up any much in terms of the way of numbers. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't run it. They, they didn't run it that much. They also didn't run it very effectively. And they're not a good running team. That That's the thing is, like, I think their leading rusher for the season, like the most any one player has run for them is, like, 62 yards. So, oh, God. Yeah, they're, they're kind of a, a garbage running team. So I don't think that means really anything. Um, and, and, again, like – what what I struggle with is the way the league is moving. Like, is it that big a deal that we're that we could be gotten by a power running team? I think um, it is. Yeah, I think potentially. But I, like looking at the teams in the NFC, there's not a lot of teams that I'm like, oh, that team's gonna run on us. You know, me of the teams on our schedule, maybe the Saints. Um. The, well, I don't know. The Packers, uh, maybe. Well, somebody's got to commit to the run, right. and um, you know, I, I think the good thing about our schedule is that it ends up pretty light. It's division heavy. Yes. And our division is weak right. with the the no names and then the, the Eagles and the Giants. Mm-hmm. So. We have two games against the Redskins coming up, one against right. the Eagles and one against the Giants. Yep. So that could give us some momentum, uh, make help us get hot going into the playoffs, if you believe in that kind of thing. Um, but you, it's, I'd certainly be happier with us playing well at the end of the year rather than just kind of backdooring our way into the, the playoffs. Right. So... I, these these next few games, like I said, I think they're going to be critical to our standing in terms of our ability to, to make the playoffs, first of all, and then to try to get some hopefully an advantage. So I think if they can come out, if they can win all three of these games, I think they're in good position to come out with home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, who's the best defense? I'd say the Rams right now. The other Rams, of, la- really. Last I checked, they were getting kind of gouged by the uh, the Forty Niners. Um, I mean, there's Odd. there's not a elite defense. I, th- I think you know, same thing I said about cornerbacks in general. You can say about defenses as a whole. Maybe the Patriots are are the hottest defense right now, and and Dak shredded them. Like that, yeah. that, that game 
as the weeks go on, looks more and more impressive. The way they, they beat the Chargers, they beat the crap out of the Browns. Um, you know, that, that Patriots team is, is starting to heat up a little bit, and I don't think before or after any quarterback has gotten them like, like Dak did. Um, so it's, it's a good, it's a good sign, but yeah, I, I think, um, I'm going to, I'm going to lean with my priors here and I'm going to say the chiefs will beat us. I, I think it'll be a little higher scoring than, well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say chiefs win 37 to 31. That's going to be right. my, my prediction. But and I, I think, I, I, for my sake, I think that this game is going to be on TV here. You know, it, I, I could find out. Um, I got to find out when the Giants and the Jets play. You know. Yeah, I would. I would hope so. I, I would hope it's the Romo calling. Romo yeah. Nance. That would be. I don't want to have to wait till Thanksgiving. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But but no, I I think. I can I can see a clearer path to winning this game than I I thought I would going into the season because because of how teams have played the Chiefs and and just how turnover prone they are even in the game where they didn't have turnovers this last week they should have and the Raiders just dropped the ball um, and the week prior against the Packers they didn't have any turnovers and they still put up 13 points so it's really just how are we going to play them? And, and my fear, and this was, this was 100% my fear going into the season and why I thought this was a guaranteed loss, is we seem to really struggle with these speedy guys that just torch us. The Deshaun Jacksons, Rob, uh, Robbie, White, or Robbie Anderson, um, and Tyree Kill is better than, it, than all of them. He's, he is the best at doing that. And they've got other guys that are not bad either, that, that are not Tyree Kill, but also very fast, like Mircole Hardman. Um, that scares me. <laughs> and, and, you know, knowing the Cowboys, we could have double safeties, and he still gets by all of them. Like, that's... That's the kind of thing I'm I'm bracing for in this kind of matchup, and that's why I, I'm still leaning well, toward us losing, despite really feeling good that if we have the right scheme, we could give them trouble. I, I just I don't know. This, this is a, a the even, exact even kind if of Luke team. Gifford plays again like he did on Sunday. You don't think the Cowboys are going to win? <laughs> Luke Gifford is not going to make the difference. This is a hundred percent a matter of coverage and, and pass rush. And the Raiders, th this is one thing that concerns me, is the Raiders have one of the better pass rush duos in the league this year, in Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, and they were not getting much pressure at all against Mahomes. And, and to the Chiefs' credit, I, I think they did have a good plan, and, and they called a good game, as far as play calls, they're doing a lot of screens. But I, I don't know if we can duplicate our – because we did an okay job rushing the passer, all things considered. Um, yeah. I thought Golston and I thought Dorrance Armstrong both had very good games. Armstrong had a sack, 
anytime we put, you know, Micah Parsons, he dominated. We, we just decided, you know, of course we're not putting him full-time defensive end because that would make way too much sense. But when we did, he was unblockable. So as I've said pretty much every time, but especially without Gregory or right. Lawrence, we yeah, need man. Micah Parsons as an edge rusher every down. Yes. And and the yeah. thing he does well is he just he's good against, you know, Lane Johnson, he's good against like good starters, but he especially is good at embarrassing bad tackles. And the Chiefs, I don't know if what their the injury report is now, but yesterday they were on their third tackle at one point. And really? and the Raiders didn't really take advantage of it. So if we're they're still on their third tackle, we got to put Michael Parsons on that guy every down, every passing situation, and let him just dominate that guy. Because because they're you know no matter how good our corners are, if we're not getting pressure on Holmes, he's right. gonna he's gonna dice us up. He's gonna play backyard Absolutely. football, and we're gonna give up chunk plays no matter the yeah. coverage, and that's it's gonna be a bad. It's going to be a bad one. So, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's an exciting one. I, I got to say, um, and, and I'm, I'm kind of glad in a way that the chiefs are coming off a win because partly because I don't want them desperate. And also, and this is kind of conflicting, but I, I also want them at their best. I, I don't, if we beat them, I don't want it to be like, uh, well, you beat them because they're they've been playing shit consistently the last five weeks, um, and, and I like I said I think we have a better chance of winning than I thought going into the season definitely. Um, so we'll we'll see how it plays out. But um, how's old Von Miller making out in uh, with the Rams so far? Has he even played? Yeah, he's playing. He, I mean, they're not looking good. I, I turned it off when we started, but they were down twenty-one to seven. I think the Rams were threatening. They'll probably score before halftime or have scored at this point. But yeah, yeah, not. Um, I mean, just to. I feel like this kind of tells the, the story of the Rams pretty well. Their, I think it was their first drive. Matt Stafford threw a bomb to Odell Beckham, and it was, like, easily intercepted. It was like a, a punt, almost. And Odell Beckham, when you looked at the replay, it's because he stopped running. Like, he is not a... He's not a guy you want on your team at this point. I, I think, you know, not for any meaningful role outside of, like, kind of a gadget screen player or, or yeah. something like that um yeah i mean maybe they'll I, I do think that is you know a rivalry game the, the 49ers are not as bad as the record suggests so i don't think it's the end of the world if the rams lose this one but but i also i don't totally buy the rams i i think the i've said this before i think the the uh bucks even after losing to the to the Washington football team and the Cardinals, especially once they get Kyler Murray back, 
those are the teams to beat in the NFC. The Packers, I, I, I just can't buy them. Is that I, I Washington, kind of Washington defense finally living up to what it should be with all those number one picks? Uh, I don't know if it's that or, or just it was just a bad day for for Brady. I mean, their their D-line has been good all season. Um, I don't think that, you know, but it's really been their, their cornerback. So, yeah, I think they – their secondary played better this game for sure so yeah william jackson who had been just getting absolutely torched he he played respectably at least so yeah they're yeah i think their defense had a had a pretty good pretty good game um yeah brady you know like i said brady's had like four straight games of just meh meh performances um oh that's a shame yeah i i don't think but i'm not ready to you know call him done yet i I, he's like the uh he's like the undertaker every time you think he's he's dead he 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 sits back up and 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 i almost wonder if it's like you mean the wrestling undertaker yes oh Okay, there you go. Nice reference. Thank you. you. WWF. Yes. WWE now. Yeah, yeah. But, no. um, Yeah, despite the the recent four performances, I think Brady will rise again and put up a fight come playoff time. And and Kyler Murray is is playing as well as anyone right now. So, I, I trust... Those three guys, those two, and Dak, for that matter, much more than Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, you know, he's been putting up really good numbers, but just, uh, you know, looking at his, I mean, the Titans game, man, what I've watched so like far. Anybody, man. You're getting grouchy like me. Yeah. I, I, maybe, but I. Matt Stafford, I think, is overrated. Jalen Ramsey's still your boy, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And he's he's playing as as well as ever. He, and he's it's interesting they're using him in a different way this year. They're they're more as a slot corner and kind of as a movable chess piece than like a true number one follow the number one receiver. But he's playing very well. Um but no, I, I think Stafford in the big games, I, I don't think he's on the same level as these other quarterbacks. And, and Rodgers, Rodgers is not having his best year, but I'd still take him over Stafford all, all day. Um, so, yeah, the Rams might have, I, I, I think there's a good case to be made that the Rams have the best overall team if you remove quarterback in the NFL. But quarterback is such a big position that I think I'm more worried about the Cardinals and the Bucks. Who the hell is playing for the Saints now? Trevor Simeon. And he's okay. actually playing okay, which is, to me, that's a testament of Sean Payton. Sean Payton getting, I mean, the Saints, uh, they're 5-4. and four. They're not... 
but they almost beat the Titans. The Titans have been very good lately. Um, yeah, I mean, the Saints are a, a scrappy team, and, and Trevor Simeon is playing well despite being Trevor Simeon, and, and I, I think that's 100% a sh- product of Sean Payton because they've got no receivers. They've got no one to throw to. And even in this last game, they didn't even have Alvin Kamara, their one overall yeah. ca- capable offensive player. And and still, they, he, he played all right and uh, against a good Titans defense. So... Yeah, the Saints aren't gonna aren't gonna be an easy team to beat when we come come time to play them. That, that's that's an even more extreme case example of great surrounding team, great coach, mediocre quarterback. That that's even more so than the Rams. The Saints yeah. are the the ultimate example. Except the Saints don't have any anyone to throw to either. They're, at least the Rams have good. Receivers. Michael Thomas hurt. Yeah, he's been out all year, and he yeah, he's out for the season. So yeah, they've got I literally no one to throw to. No one to throw to. I mean, really, the only guy worth worrying about is uh, Alvin Kamara, and I guess Deontay Harris. He he's a fast, you know, quick, fast kind of guy. You think Trayvon Diggs has that Saints game circled on his calendar, hoping Jameis Winston is the quarterback. The turnover <laughs> machine. Uh, he probably did before he got knocked out for the season, but... Oh, he's out for the season? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that he was out. For... Okay, I thought he was just out. Yeah. He's out for the season? He is, yeah. Oh, so they're Trevor, Trev- Trevor Simeon's team Trevor now. Trevor Simeon team, yep. Yeah, no, I'm not too. They don't. They don't scare me. That'll be a Cowboys victory, no matter where they could play at. Uh, they could play anywhere they want. Uh, I'm not as confident. I I think it'll be a victory, but I I don't think it'll be an easy one. Um, but you know, that's a couple weeks away. We'll see. See how both teams are are trending at that time. It will be a good, at least right now, from what it seems, I think it'll be a good test for our offense. Their their defense, the Saints, is one of the better defenses in the the league. Yeah, so right now in the PFF defensive rankings, the Rams are number one, Bills number two, Saints number three. And then the Packers, but then there's a pretty considerable drop-off after that then the Browns, then the Packers. Um, Cowboys sitting at 21. That seems about right. Um, but, yeah, eighth, eighth in pass rush. Probably dead middle, yeah. 20th in coverage. That's about, about what I would expect. Or no, no, no. That's- Dallas, has, Dallas has the number one rated offense, right? Yes. Yes, by a sizable margin, too. All right. Same with run blocking. Those are the two. And well, it's say tough receiving. with Dallas. And receiving, it's, yeah. It's tough. But, you know, when you got three guys who are number one receivers, yeah. <laughs> it's pick your poison. Pick your poison, yeah. Yeah, and, and the I Chiefs— I mean, Gallup's going to get a game. 
Gallup's going to get a huge contract to be a number one somewhere like next year. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see how Dallas can hold on to him. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to have to draft somebody. Um, I mean, I'm looking ahead a little bit, and I think that they really next year their only two needs on offense are going to they're going to need to start thinking about the future without Tyron Smith, seriously, and without Michael Gallup. I know you hate to hear that because you're such a Gallup fan, but I mean, I I've been bracing for that. That's that's what I'm. That is what I'm expecting. But um. But I'm I'm glad we get to uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We got what, whatever, eight more weeks, and hopefully four more after that of of these three yeah. guys. Knock on wood. They're all healthy. Um, and Cedric together. Wilson can make a play. Yep. yep. And he can throw. He might be better backup quarterback than Cooper Rush. Yep. Yeah, and, and they... He could uh, run lots of RPOs, but... They... I, I loved the play design they had in the red zone where they... I think it was Cedric Wilson at quarterback, and they ran a, sw- a jet sweep to Pollard. And it was almost a touchdown, but then they called it back. Um, but still, I, I liked that. I, I liked the uh, the creativity, and I, and I hope they use him more. And and especially once once we get to the games that really matter in in the playoffs, and you know, in this Chiefs game, if this is a tight game, I, I'd love to see us break out some trick plays and, and a double pass maybe to Cedric Wilson. Cause yeah, he can, he can throw. We saw it last year in that game, I think against the Steelers where it was a punt to Cedric Wilson and he threw it all the way across yeah. the field. That was a huge play in that game. Um, Speaking of the Steelers, uh, what happened to Garrett Gilbert? <laughs> I, I think he's on new England actually. Or is he back in college taking more classes? Yeah, he's playing more Sporkle. Um, no, I think, I think he's on New England. Um, okay, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, yeah, he's New England Patriots. All right. So, but yeah, so I think we're both we're both picking the Chiefs to uh, to beat the Cowboys, but hopefully, hopefully, I'm wrong. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week to, to break down the big matchup Cowboys chiefs and preview Cowboys Raiders on Thanksgiving. So thanks all for tuning in this week and, uh, we'll be back next week for another episode of Cowboys chat with chat uh, until then.